Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Have you ever said hello to someone and then trying to be courteous, say, how are you? And they say, I'm blessed. Well, a lot of times that is so true and we're blessed beyond measure There are some people, and I'm sure some of them are listening, that are going through the darkest days of their life. But yet at the same time, I want to share with you, the opportunity of being blessed is real and having been blessed is real. This is Exploring Missions, and this is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper. And yes, we are a father and son duo. We share some common desires. It is for people to know the Lord. And also, for those who know the Lord, you be on mission for God. Now, Nathan, I have to admit, it took me a while to come on board that way as much as I should have. I loved the scriptures so much that I wanted to say it. I saw them as instructions for living, and they are. I saw them as ways to live your life, yes. But through you serving on staff at a church with me, I began to open my eyes and say, above everything else, This Bible is a missional book, and it really changed a focus on my preaching. Not, you know, yes, I wanted to live, but when I started viewing it missionally, it really did change the focus of purpose of my teaching and preaching. That's what we try to do here. We want people to view the Scripture missionally. Matter of fact, when you look at it, the Great Commission— is exactly that. It is great, and we're commissioned to carry the good news to Christ. So we pray that this program would enrich people's lives and change their lives and their view the way it did me, and uh, I pray it will do. Well, today we want to look at, at again, a, a missional lifestyle. If knowing the Bible missionally, if it doesn't translate into a lifestyle, it really is not real to you. Yeah. The, the 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 reality of the Bible is real. I'm not saying that, but it hasn't registered with you. There's something lacking, isn't there? Yeah, I, th- I think so. And it is a lifestyle. It's not a one-time, I'm going to go on this short-term mission trip, and you go and you come back, and nothing changes, nothing's different. I mean, that happens, but that's not what we're called to. You don't even have to go on a short-term mission trip to live missionally, to live the Great Commission out as a lifestyle. So we're not talking about a project or a program. It really is a lifelong service and surrender to God, but it's intention. There's an intention there toward living on mission for God. When we talk about living on mission for God, what are we talking about? Well, one way, we're, one word you could use in talking about that, and it sounds, maybe it sounds a little flippant or something, but really we're talking about being a blessing to people. You might have heard the phrase, we've been blessed to be a blessing to others. God has blessed us, but it's not just 
for us that he's blessed us is so then we can turn around and be a blessing to others. And that grace that God gives us in, in the blessing is extended and advanced and multiplied yeah. to eventually to people all over the world. Paul was talking about the comfort that we've been comforted with, that we comfort others with that same comfort. Yeah. It, it just goes along with that. If you've been born again and you've come into this relationship with Jesus Christ where he is Lord of your life and you surrendered to him, there's something about it being real to you and sharing it with others. Now, some people are more bold in sharing it with others, and some people are more gifted, but we're all to be witnesses. The yeah. Bible says that, to be a witness yeah. to him. And so we want to talk about missional purpose, identity, going at it. How can we do that yeah. and be the blessing that God wants us to be? Yeah, yeah. specifically, we, we are talking about being a blessing to others, and we could say, let's be a blessing to our neighbors. Let's just start with that today. And we're going to teach you a five-step strategy to do that, to be a blessing. And it's going to use the word bless, B-L-E-S-S, and we're going to look at that. But before we jump into the practical, let's look at kind of a biblical foundation for that. And you mentioned earlier about the Great Commission. And so most Christians, at least uh, good Southern Baptists like you and I, uh, when you hear the Great Commission, you automatically think of one passage in the Bible. You know where, where we're going to go? Let's see, Matthew 28. <laughs> yeah. So most people think Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission. But the Great Commission is actually given in all four Gospels. Yes. You can even find it in the book of Acts. But guess what? In Jesus' day, before the New Testament was written down, you could find the Great Commission in the Old Testament. Amen. And I believe you could, what the passage that we're going to read here in Genesis chapter 12, you could almost call this the Great Commission. It's the Old Testament Great yeah, Commission. Is. Let me read that. It says, Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, this is before he became Abraham, as he is Abram right. at that time, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Hmm. We sure do see a lot of blessing there. Yeah, a lot of blessing to go <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, Abram gets blessed. His family gets blessed. His people that come from his line get blessed. But then all the peoples on earth are blessed through Abram and his, his line. We know ultimately the ultimate blessing is not really Abram, it's Jesus Christ who comes out of Abraham's line there. And that's really, I believe, what this is talking about. It's talking about Jesus. It, I, I agree completely. And yes, you see some land and lineage, but more than anything, you see the Lord. Yeah, you, you, That's what you see, and that's using those L's. It is, he is Lord, and it's Jesus Christ. But he says, get out of your country. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, this goes back to some of the program you and I tape and record and how for other dates. But it's funny. Got to have that break of the old into the new. Mm -hmm. And we're praying that the people who are listening, listening to us have had that break from sin into life, from death to life, from darkness to light. Yeah. 
hard to be a missionary without being saved, isn't it? And that's the blessing that we've it been is. given. In service, we're to pass that blessing on to others, prayerfully that they will be saved and experience the salvation yes. That, yes. that comes in Jesus Christ. So I don't know if there's any more you want to say about One more being thing, a let me say about being a blessing. And sometimes you're a blessing by being there. I, His presence. Yeah. Of all the things that I know about the Holy Spirit in his ministry to believers, first is his presence. We pray for his power, but his power comes with his presence. Yes. And being a pastor as many years as I was, especially early on, having to go to difficult places, uh, funeral homes, emergency rooms, intensive care, you know, where people were hurting, I was always what do I say? What do I say? You know what I found out? My presence spoke louder than anything else. Mm. It said, I care. And so when you see being a blessing, Nathan, being there with people and for people speaks pretty loudly. Absolutely. And it earns, I think that earns you the right to be able to speak when the time occurs. So that's uh, just yep. be there for people. Be a blessing by being there. So yes. take it away on this five points of a missional lifestyle. Yeah. So how to be a blessing to your neighbor. Another way of saying this, how to preach the gospel without being a preacher. Okay. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. Uh, they're more effective. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to look at each letter of the word bless. So B stands for the word begin and you begin with prayer. So as you begin reaching out, as you begin a relationship with someone new, or maybe it's an existing relationship, but you want to begin preaching the gospel intentionally with this person that maybe you haven't before. Beginning is always awkward. It's always the hardest step. The very first step is the hardest one. So why then should we begin with prayer? Obviously, we we need to pray. We pray, first of all, for ourselves, that we would be uh, faithful, that we would not be fearful. We pray for the person that we're reaching. And it might just not be an individual. It might be a whole family. It might be a whole, really, you might be as a, you know, in your mind, you might be, I'm going to act like a missionary and I'm going to see this whole town as my mission field, my whole neighborhood, my whole school, my workplace, whatever it is where God has placed you as your mission field. And you say, I want to Reach these people. So begin with prayer. Pray for the people. What's that preacher that you used to talk about how he would pray himself hot, right, mm-hmm. before he'd get up and preach the yeah. gospel? That's what we want to do. We want to pray said, ourselves up. Read yourself full, pray yourself hot, and just get up and burn for Jesus. Yeah. Amen. So we begin <laughs> with prayer. So one thing we want to do is ask God, say, God, how do you want me to bless the people in the places you've sent me to. What are the ways you want me to be a blessing? So begin with prayer. And it doesn't just start with prayer. It also ends with prayer. And all throughout each step is going to be in prayer. But we dare not take the first step without praying. So it's prayer before you go, prayer as you go. You know, when we we look at prayer, we're talking about communion with God. The apostles asked Jesus, teach us to pray. Prayer is after you come to know Christ, there's some naturalness to it, but there's some work to it as well. Yeah. 
you're, you've, you've started a relationship and you want to communicate with the one whom you have the relationship with, but there's some inner workings of prayer. Prayer matters to God and prayer moves the heart of God. Those two things. God has put a premium on prayer. Yeah. One of my favorite stories, and I'll tell it quickly, was when I was pastoring a church and it was a cold, cold Wednesday night. And most folks chose to stay home where it was warm. Yeah. Only the bravest souls came out. And being the pastor, I'm not sure I was the brave soul. I came because of responsibility, I think. <laughs> but there was not a large group there. But they was told about a fire in our community, and it had destroyed a home. So we was praying about it. While we were praying, I, someone else was praying, I heard some noise at the back door. And I glanced up, and it was a man leaving. I remember his name, Mr. Adrian Coates. He's one of my heroes from years ago, gone to be with the Lord. But he left, and I said, well, I wonder what happened. This is before cell phones and everything like that. But then we prayed, and I started preaching and teaching. And toward the end of when I was through, Mr. Coates came back in. And I thought, well, that's interesting. He left and came back. And so after it was over, I said, well, Mr. Coates, where you did? And he said, when we were praying, God moved on my heart to go check on that family. And I had some things. I, it was money. He didn't yeah. tell me it was money. I knew what he was doing. He said, I had to go share something with them and give them something. And that moved my heart, Nathan. That prayer ought to do that to us. Yeah. Prayer should move us because it moves God. Yeah. So we dare not attempt anything in our own strength and power. So we begin with prayer so we can be a genuine. We're talking about a real thing. This is not just a flippant project. This is a, a lifestyle. And so we're, we want to bathe everything in prayer. And so we're praying for ourselves, praying for the people that we're reaching. Pray that God will show us how to be a blessing to these people. So L, we move on to L. L stands for listen. So we want to listen. First, we want to listen to God. Pray. And prayer is not just a one-way street where we're just laying out a laundry list to God. Here's what I need. You know, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. We're, <laughs> we're, we're not just listening to God. Prayer is also listening to God. Listening for God, as Mr. Coates said, God laid it on his heart to go do something. And however that happens. It's different for a lot of people. It is. And we don't understand it. We don't know. But we need to listen. And it will always be in agreement with the Word of God. Amen. <clears throat> That's the reason praying. I, I suggest praying with a Bible open. Yeah. Some people say, well, I don't know how to do Bible study. I, I just know one of the great ways is read. And when God stops you and shows you something that really is real to you, stop there and dwell on it. Don't keep going. Dwell on that and see what he's saying to do about that, that he's demonstrated it yeah, to you. That's how God but, speaks. He does. He speaks. And he can speak through others as well. Yeah, I've been praying, oh, Lord, let me know to do something. And a word fitly spoken by mm-hmm. someone else yeah. has given me what I needed at that point in time in prayer. So we want to we want to listen to God, but we also want to listen to the people who we're reaching. You talked about earning people's trust to be able to speak. The first way you do that is to listen to them speak. And not just them speaking, but eventually, and this takes time. It takes effort. It takes more than just a one-time sit down. Like, okay, now I'm ready to listen to you. And we give them 20 minutes, and, and then that's it. No, it's a ongoing listening. 
continually listening. So we're not doing the talking, but we're listening to, to the people and their struggles, their pains, and wherever it is that God has sent you and placed you. And it might, it might not always come in the, a verbal form. It might be nonverbal communication that you have to listen to or look for. Maybe just notice things. God allows you to see things or notice things, or maybe even he just gives you insight of knowing what's going on in a situation. Now, Nathan, in one of our programs, we discuss spiritual gifts. And one of those spiritual gifts is discerning, the spirit of discerning. And I know some people that seem to have that gift in a greater way than others. Mm -hmm. But I found out the more time you spend in prayer and in his word, the greater sense of discernment you'll have and and, in discerning the real need. You know what I mean? Uh, Not just what they're saying, but where the real need is. So you listen with more than just your ears at that point in time. You're, You're listening with the Spirit of God directing you. Yes, absolutely. So you might be asking, well, how do I get this opportunity to sit down Listen to people. That doesn't just happen. I mean, most neighborhoods that a lot of us live in, we drive home from work and we pull into our driveway and the neighbor's over there and he's pulling in his driveway or he's going to the mailbox to check his mail. We pull into our garage, shut the door. He pulls into his garage, shuts the door. That's the only time we, that 10 seconds of a wave at the mailbox might be the only time we quote unquote communicate with a neighbor. We might not see them for another week. We're all shut up inside our houses. What do we do? What do we do about that? Well, that gets to the next letter, okay, the E, which is my favorite. E stands for eat. So this is not a quick thing. This is a intentional, planned, purposeful thing we're talking about. But we're talking about having a meal, at least a cup of coffee or something, to be able to sit down with that neighbor or with that coworker or with that person that you've been praying about and praying for, you want to sit down with them and eat, share a meal, cross the table, or sit down knee to knee or next to each other with a cup of coffee in, in hand and eat. And as you eat, you'll be able to listen. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. You know, the, the movie, Filled with Dreams, build it and they will come. Yeah. Feed them, yeah. and they will come. That's right. Cook it, and they will Cook come. Cook it, and they will come. <laughs> there is something about that, the meal. And eating a meal is very intimate. Yeah. It is sharing and being a part of that. And it used to be called hospitality. And uh, we don't hear a lot about that anymore. And in the Bible, there seems to be, uh, it's kind of like evangelism. There's people who have the gift of evangelism and some like Timothy that have to do the work of an evangelist. I think hospitality is that way. I've got some friends, and you know, she she and her husband are just hospitable, inviting people, and others have to work at it. And so, so, you know, it's different things, but that meal and sharing it is important. Yeah, and, you know, we're not talking, again, about one meal. What you really want to do is— this comes from people who have done this successfully and probably do have a gift of hospitality. I would say if you don't have the gift of hospitality, that doesn't get us off the hook, what right. you're saying. But we can lean on people with the gift, maybe have the hospitable person 
come to our house and prepare a meal. Or we go to their house where the meal is already prepared and we bring a friend with us to that, to that home. I mean, uh, someone that's gifted with hospitality is not going to say no. They're going to be, yeah, bring yeah. everybody that'll come. Yeah. And talking about cooking it and they will come. If you grill out <laughs> on a regular basis, like the same evening of the same day each week or month, and let that aroma, you know, filter through the neighborhood, somebody's going to come. You know, they're, <laughs> they're going to, whether they come or not, they're going to want to. And if you invite them, they're going to come. Yeah. Just the smell of the, you know, barbecue on the grill or whatever. So, and I'm from the South, so that was an oxymoron. You can't barbecue on the grill, right? <laughs> All right. So, but eat. It's, and think about how many times Jesus had meals with people in the, in the Gospels. It, mm-hmm. it was a huge deal in that time and culture. Nice. And it needs to be a huge deal in our church culture, in our time today. A, a in way fellowship to, and, and evangelism and missions. Yeah, it's both. Combination. Yeah, it's yes. both. It's, uh, it's like fellowship evangelism. <clears throat> yes, it is. Know? That's what it is. So then we get to the last two S's. The first S stands for serve. B-L-E-S, serve. If you listen with people and you eat with people, they're going to tell you, maybe, again, nonverbal cues, or you have to read between the lines, but they're going to tell you how you can best show them love, how you can serve them. And you'll know, again, this is over periods of time, but you'll come to know how to best serve them. You'll see their need. You'll hear their need. It might simply be like, hey, they need, this couple needs a date night together. Let's babysit their kids for them. Mm. That could even be a regular thing. My neighbor needs to borrow this tool from my garage. I'm just going to give him the key to my garage or my workshop and let him help himself. Whatever, you know, just find, find those needs. It could be something deep and spiritual. It could be something might initially seem kind of shallow, but you can work, th- work your way to really hearing their heart. And it doesn't take much to get to that, that heart if, if you're there serving. What was it? Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve yeah, others and give right. myself a ransom. There is something about serving the highest position in the Christian life is servanthood. Mm. Everything else is below that, yeah. no matter what. Servanthood is the highest position. Yeah. So ask God how you can serve your neighbors. And it might not be just your own idea of what service looks like. If you want to do it right, you've got to go through those steps, praying, listening, eating, and eventually you'll see the best way to, to serve them. Now, after you serve them, what are you going to do? Well, the, the last is that the S, last S? Yeah. Yeah, is story, B-L-E-S-S, story. Now, we're not just going to do all this work to sit around and tell some <laughs> silly joke or big fish story or something. Those are not horrible to do. But the story we want to tell is what? Story of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. The greatest story. So when the time is right, God will give you that time. He'll give you the opportunity. So we talk and we share the story of how Jesus, first of all, how he changed our life, your own story, your testimony. But then also how he can change anyone's life, including your neighbor, your friend, co-worker there. And it's actually, you know, when you talk about the gospel, what is the gospel? What's the, what is a gospel proclamation? 
So a good working definition, the gospel is the good news that Jesus is Lord, but it's also the invitation to follow him. So we want to include that as a part of our storytelling is, yeah, Jesus is my Lord. Here's how he's changed my life. He can be your Lord, and he can change your life. Are you ready for that? Don't, don't you want to see that happen? And you give them the invitation to follow him. And so with all that time that you've been spending with them, they see what a follower of Jesus looks like and acts like. And so, and you've been praying for them the whole time, right. which moves the heart of God. Yeah, and so that news mm-hmm. of Jesus is actually, they see it lived out as good news. Mm-hmm. It's not fake news. It's not only bad news. There's sometimes bad news as a part of the story that, hey, we're sinners. We're fallen. Uh, none of us can save ourselves. But they pretty much already know and feel that. The good what news. The, what can I do about it? Yeah, the good news is, is that. It's, mm-hmm. You can repent of your sin and trust in Jesus, and he's here to save you. When I look back that, uh, hear that, and take it back to Genesis chapter 12, Listen to the last phrase, and in you, talking about Abram through Jesus, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. How we fit into that is sharing that blessing. Yeah. Since we've been blessed, we share the blessing, and that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about a way and a means by which you can do so. The word blessed, let me be, run it over again. You begin with prayer. Nothing significant is going to happen without meaningful prayer. It moves the heart of God. It matters to God. God puts a premium on prayer. Listen. Listen to them, but also listen to the Lord of what he is saying and what he's sharing. Eat with them. Fellowship with them. Prepare that meal. It means, I mean, you don't do it just incidentally. You do it purposely, and then you serve them. After you listen You find out how you can make a difference. Yeah. And then finally, share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. That way, you can be a blessing. That's a way to be a blessing, and they become, they can receive the blessing, and they then can become a blessing themselves. Amen. You've been listening to Exploring Missions here on the American Family Radio Network. Bert Harper, uh, Nathan Harper, uh, my son, that is the co-host here. We enjoy being with you and sharing these messages with you. We're praying that it makes a difference in your life. And Nathan, that their lifestyle would be one of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That's as important as anything. Amen. We're blessed so we can be a blessing. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today. We pray that you would be on mission for God as he calls you to share the good news of Jesus Christ.